We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jerry is with us right now. What's up, Jerry? Jerry, the truck driver. Hey, buddy. It's getting really good at that voice uh, horn. It sounds real sometimes. I know. I look for it when you're in the real truck, though, Jerry, and give us the real horn. But that's good work by you. So, so we're, since we're in February and the groundhog just came out on the second, one doctor saw his shadow and one doctor saw spring. So my leg doctor saw his shadow. He went back in. So... Spring will be here early. Good man, but Jerry. Well, listen, Spring was here yesterday. Doctor, my shoulder doctor didn't see a shadow, so I got three more weeks of uh, rehab, and then I'll be okay. back to work hopefully by the 1st of March. Good for you, Jerry. Good man on your rehab. For those that don't know, Jerry, a truck driver, drove way off the road a number of months ago. It was very serious. Could have died. Did not die. Big WIP listener and caller. Survived and has been rehabbing. So, Jerry, God bless you. All right, Jerry, what do you got on this Super Bowl, pal? Well, I'm, I, 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 I got all my money on, on – not all of it, but I got, I got my money on, on Andy Reid and the Chiefs building that dynasty as, as they've been working towards the last couple of years. Um, I, I just think they're just going – they just got too much firepower, uh, too much experience in the coaching staff, um, and Mahomes is just too damn good. It's Mahomes. He is really good. You know, he was asked this week <laughs> yeah. about the uh, eidetic memory thing, mm-hmm. you know, the photographic memory thing, and he talked about it a little bit. He said, I can bring up, uh, you know, like pictures in my head from games several years ago that those, you know, those pictures, like they're reliable. Yeah. I can draw from that in a game the way that it, the way that we right, talk about. Can I ask about. a question? It's amazing. Wouldn't you say that that is akin to, to the hammer and beat code. the hammer? I mean, the oh, fact brother. that I reference Alfred Papuno and then his team becomes an well, answer. Well, that was a lucky ridiculous. moment. You, that has happened a couple <laughs> times, and it's always like one time you actually said the actual answer before. Well, I've done the that thing. a couple it was so times. Annoying. Did that with Nick Faldo one time. All right, Jerry, give me a big-time answer. Who's the best number two of all time in a movie? Just real quick, congratulations on the hammer. And, and John, I'm assuming the ponytail's gone? Yes. Okay, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard about it. So that's – I'm waiting to see that picture. Yeah, very conventional. I don't know if this is a good one, but I thought it might have been – was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane? Well, it's a cameo. Yeah, no, he's not the two. Yeah, he's not the number two. He's not the number two. Great movie, though. Uh, yeah, I think I saw it once. You've it's, seen Airplane, really? Devin? I was not expecting uh, that. Oh, yeah. I, I used to love Airplane when I was younger. I've seen it multiple times. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right, Spike Eskin. When something happens in the Sixers world, we always want to hear what Spike has to say. He was hosting yesterday on WIP from 2 to 6. Obviously, a show in the coming, whether it's weeks or months, I'm not sure when it'll start. But Spike will be uh, the host, along with Ike and along with Jack. Uh, on the afternoon show here on WIP. So it was a, a one-day hangout in the lead-up to that yesterday. Happened to be NBA trade deadline day. So after 3 o'clock, of course, 
once the dust had settled on what the Sixers did and what they didn't do, you know, people wanted to know, okay, Spike, what's your summation of what happened here today, meaning yesterday? And uh, Spike said this about the Sixers, his perspective on them at the trade deadline. What these moves say to me is that Maury is betting on the summer. That's basically what these moves say to me. It's and like you get healed with, with it's a, it's a, it helps when Embiid's back, and yeah. you're not trading the farm. Yeah, and he's just, it's whatever happens happens. He did a middle thing. He he did. He said that I'm not going all in on this year. And by the way, it's not like anyone got traded today. No, nobody did. In yeah, player. nobody did. I I truly think that these moves are a slight net positive on this year, and that what this tells me is is that that Daryl isn't super confident that Joel's coming back. Yeah. Mm. Now, now that last part. Notable, obviously. Let's listen to Spike at that point, then continued on. I think, really, at the end of the day, he did stuff to make this year more, stu- a little easier to stomach if you've watched the last few games. He also put himself in position to re sign Buddy Heald if he wants to after this season, who could be a, a nice player for them. And, and you end up, it really ends up costing you one second round. The one caveat I would put in this is that he has more information about Joe Olympia this season than we do. He does. He knows more about mm-hmm. whether Embiid will come back. And if Embiid is not coming back and all they end up spending was one second-round pick to put Buddy Heald on the team, I'm fine with that. Uh, if, now, if Embiid comes back in five weeks or something and looks great, then he will look at this as a mistake. But I have to believe that he knows more about it than, than we do. And the only other thing I'll say is that aside from Bojan Bogdanovic from Detroit, nobody else of significance was traded today. John, your reaction to what you just heard? It makes me feel better that no one, uh, none of the big stars sort of traded hands, the guys that would have really put us over the top. Uh, I think that's, like, that's palatable, the way he puts that. Yeah, but it's another year you got to wait. And I'm not saying that's the wrong thing. It was the right course of action, but the reality is the Sixers are not in if on this If this year. Sixers team gets out of the second round this year, how does that make you feel? Do you feel like <laughs> I was about to make a really inappropriate comment? That's like, no, I'm not going to do, do that. Do you feel like the team <laughs> improved to your satisfaction if they move well, and improve and, and get out of the second round? Like they well, will have well, improved. Well, what if they win the title? How does that make me feel? <laughs> well, they certainly uh, could. It makes me feel better. Uh, of course. They, good. Look, of course. But certainly they, they can move out of the second round this year. That's an improvement that, that we've been begging for John, for the I last six I don't know where you're years. coming from on any of this. Look, they, they have a better chance of losing the first round than get out of the second round. They might have a better chance of losing the play-in game than of well, getting I out of the second that, round. I consider that the first round. Uh, okay. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think these moves were intended to make sure that that play-in game doesn't happen and that this team will be in better shape than you expect when Joel comes back and actually can play. We'll see. We'll see. By the way, the uh, the Diddy will join us coming up at 820 today. Ray Diddinger with us uh, on the Super Bowl and, and everything going on in Philly sports coming up in, uh, what's that, about 15 minutes. Adam in Kensington right now. Hi, Adam. Hey, Joe. What's up? Quite a bit, my man. we got a lot going on, including a Flyers team that got a second straight win yesterday, and they needed it, and it's good to see them playing well out of the brick. And congrats to you on your, another win today. Thank you, my man. Colors are getting worse and worse by the week. <laughs> hammers hammers yeah. getting better and better. Adam, uh, do you marvel? Like, there's that whole Marvel universe. Don't you think I should be added to the Marvel universe? Absolutely. It was 5-1. to one. It's like a superhero. It's 5-1. to one. So hold your hand up. Like Roy Hobbs in the you National. You got five. Man. Like, your opponent 
only had the one finger. I don't give a damn. It, it wasn't good enough. It wouldn't matter. Guy could have got four out of five. Wouldn't matter. Today he you had did me right. at the Today you did well, answer. but yeah. yeah, most days you don't. Last week you got one right. right? Last week I got two right. Okay. And it was tough. Those are tough questions. All right, Adam, what do you what do you got here, man? <laughs> oh, if, if you don't get a, if you don't get a bunch, they tough. were tough. They, they it's were always tough. tough if you get a two or a three. It's I never, it's never your Holmes. fault. It's never <laughs> hey, your thought, fault. It's always the it's always the questions fault. <laughs> I thought San Antonio Holmes was a pretty good poll. By the way, I couldn't come up with anybody else that, that was, was the one. It was Heinz Ward, Julian Edelman, and Cooper Cup were the other three. Yep. Yeah, there there's some deep dives right there. Anyway, can Adam Adam go ahead? Yeah. So you were saying how like you're. Don't really want to watch Super Bowl because the Eagles, you know, had their debacle and all that. That was basically like all year. They were just like trying to get out of that rut all year, and they were they were just lucky to win them games earlier in the year, and it just all came to a head. Oh, well, there was some of that, but but it got so much worse. I mean, Adam, they lost. They got their hearts ripped out by San Francisco, for which Lane think- Johnson yesterday referred to as getting dismantled. And I'm skipping over the Cowboys' year. loss. Then they had the then they had the Seattle loss. Then after a ridiculous win against the Giants, who stink, then they lose in back-to-back weeks to two of the worst teams in football. And Sirianni's back. Yeah, and then and well, and then in between that, then they lose to the Bucks in a game in which they were dead upon arrival. Yep. They shouldn't have even got on the team plane to go to the game. People are like, oh, they should get on the team plane to come back. No, they shouldn't have gotten on the team plane to get on to go to the game because they were dead upon arrival in a playoff game. And then to Rhea's point, Sirianni's back. I mean, what in the hell, man? No, I get that, but the writing was on the wall all year. They weren't the best team. Like, the record said they were, but they weren't. If you watch the well, game, they were certainly you know, a good team, Adam. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't act like they were a chump when they were 10-1. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. Adam, give me a big answer. Who's the best number two ever in a movie? Uh, Vince Vaughn and Wedding Crashers. Ooh. That's a good answer. Man. I think I like he that. is the two. Yeah. Oh, he's the two, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's a great answer. Without a doubt. Yeah. I like that answer a lot. Yeah. Let's go to Drew right now, calling from Westchester. Hi, Drew. Morning, folks. Joe, can I make a small, reasonable suggestion for, uh, for Beat the Hammer? Sure. Uh, okay, so there's no science behind this, but I've noticed in, you've recently been taking the fifth caller a lot. Maybe if you take, like, caller, like, two or three or even one, you'll get some better, like, competition. I don't know that for a fact, but Maybe. it could be worth, like, trying out. Okay. I agree with that, they've, actually. They've dealt some work, too. Well, it's, it's, I think it's, it's a huge no, Wechter point. I, I, yeah, Wechter it's a huge it, point. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, actually, I answered that. Wechter does the, the, takes the winners after. But I actually answered the contestants. But it's more the point that I think Drew's right in the sense that once you get to five, it's been long enough where so many people can call in, where the people who are really dedicated and really want to play are yeah. calling from like 8.30 on, you know, well, or 7.30 on, I mean. That's the, the, the losers that they are, trying to get in that early, trying to buck the system. So you're scared of them is what you're saying. I'm, yep. saying, they're, I'm saying they're losers. Joe's scared. And so he's calling them losers. He's lashing out out of fear. Yeah, it's out of fear. You're right. (laughs) All right, Drew, what do you got on anything here? Super Bowl, Eagles, Flyers, what do you got? Um, Yeah, so with the the Super Bowl, a couple of things. Obviously, this is just the longest week. I feel like it's such a long week when your team's not in it. And it's going to be tough emotionally, but also, like, logically. You know, I was looking at the nine. I I think last year with the Eagles, like, you know, after they lost, we expected – to be back, but we knew there were going to be a lot of changes. Like, over half the defense was, like, free agents. I was looking at the Niners roster this morning. I don't think they're losing a whole lot, and they literally can't 
pay Purdy for another year. So, like, there's a a good chance they're going to have as good of a team next year and maybe the year after. So it's just kind of like a bummer knowing. You know, Drew, the one thing they had this year they may never get again is a full season of um, McCaffrey healthy. You know, they really really kind of lucked out this year on one of the more injured-prone players in pro football. Like, it wouldn't shock me if he tears his knee next year, week two, and he's out for the year. Wouldn't shock me at all. It also wouldn't shock me if Brock Purdy regresses. Now the league's seen a full season. I mean, we just saw with Jalen happens all the time, dude. No, but he's he's pretty good. So was Jalen. You said Jalen was the second-best quarterback in football. Right, exactly. So my point is, is Brock Purdy could regress, too. No, this is a guy who's good because his decisions are made fast. I agree. that, That is that is not going to go away. Now he's got a lot of weapons around him, and someday he'll have less, and then that becomes harder. And the but league think... can adjust to what they're doing, what he's doing. We'll after full season. All right, Drew, give me an answer for Usher tickets. The best number two ever in a movie. You guys are either going to love this or hate this. No in-between. The best number two is number two in Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, man. You got it, man. All right, 215-592-9494. The Diddy. Ray Dittinger joins us next. Also, Super Bowl prop bets. We'll have some fun with some of the notable prop bets you can bet on for the Super Bowl. We'll get to that and more as we rock on. From Borgata, Joe Cameron, John Ritchie. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Day turns to night. You know the day destroys the night. I'm in the wrong verse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Break on through. The other side. We're being like the Kansas City Chiefs and get to the Super Bowl pretty much every year. For the love of God. All right, today's Twitter poll question of the day is brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Red tag bonus cash. It's on every new Armin Chevrolet Equinox. It ends soon. Find new roads to Armin Chevrolet. Visit ArminChevy.com. Today's question, who wins? Super Bowl 58, will it be those Chiefs or the 49ers? All right. Hey, uh, yes, sir. Did Emmett Smith break a rushing uh, title and well, yeah, then lose, no, he broke lose water, yardage broke to water. play after? I broke think water, so. Peyton. I don't think so. According to Charlie, yeah. Emmett Smith, it happened to him. I don't remember that. I, I, I seem to remember that happening. Well, he definitely, look it up. he definitely broke Walter's record because uh, Barry Sanders didn't keep going. And I don't know what happened on the next carry. I'll tell you the Diddy might know that. We'll talk to the Diddy in a moment. Real quick, before we get to Ray, James, I need you to break something down for me. We, we did a lot of Phillies talk yesterday, and it was fun talking Phils. And one of the things that, that Howard put out there when he joined us was the possibility of the Phillies acquiring this pitcher from, it's the Indians, right? Correct. Classe, is that how you say his Yeah, name? Emmanuel Classe. All right, and the talk was that uh, in order to get him, the Phils would have to give up Justin Crawford, one of their prime prospects. Mm-hmm. So can you just walk us – because, listen, James, you know the deal. I mean, most people, including me, I have no freaking clue about Philly's, you know, minor league prospects. Uh, not much, at least. What's the deal with this Crawford guy? What's the deal with this Class A guy? And what do you make of it? So Class A is one of the best closers in baseball. He's 25 years old. He's awesome. He's under team control for the next four years. So he wow. is a very Ooh. valuable asset. Um, and Justin Crawford's a, a really good prospect. 
Uh, not much power at all, uh, but like elite, elite speed, you know, like the, as fast, you know, Trey Turner type speed. Um, and, what position and is he? He's an outfielder. And, and he's a okay. good hitter, too. You know, like a 300 type hitter is what you're hoping for, but not expecting a ton of power to develop. I, I, look, Justin Crawford alone is not going to be enough to get Class A. Like, it's more like Justin Crawford and Mick Abel or something like that. Like, it, Class A is going to cost a lot to get because, again, these guys who are high, high-level closers, who've done it at a high level, who are that young, who are under team control for four years, like, that's, that's incredibly valuable. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll keep our eye on that situation. Might be five years. It might be 2029, actually, that he's through. Wow. So it, it's, it, he's a really valuable piece. He'll take a lot to get. But if you get him, plop him right in the back of the ninth, and he's your closer. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right, let's talk to our next guest, Ray Didinger, uh, a legend, a Hall of Famer. And for Ray, this will be the 58th Super Bowl that he has seen either in person or with his own eyes on television. And we welcome the Diddy Ray Diddy. How are you, Ray Diddy? <laughs> I'm very good, Joe. How are you? I'm good. So, Ray, give us the quick history here because I, I lose track of this. T- tell me if I have this right. Super Bowl one's the first time the old AFL plays the old NFL. Correct. But they don't call it the Super Bowl until Super Bowl three. Is that correct? Uh, no, actually, it was called the Super Bowl, um, okay. but not the way it's it is now. I mean, it was that was kind of the label, but nobody really used it because a lot of people thought it was stupid at the time. Got it. Uh, <laughs> and so, oh, Super Bowl, oh come on! So they just called it the AFL NFL Championship Game. Right? Uh, people it, thought it, the it, name it, sounded dumb. What's that? People thought the name was stupid. Yes. Yes. Super Bowl. So yeah. more people. Why? So just to be clear, year one, more people refer to it as the NFL AFL Championship. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I mean, that as, as, far as, as far as as you know, as far as branding goes, I mean, they did they did slap Super Bowl on it, uh, um, but nobody really referred to it as that because really people thought it was stupid. I, wow. um, it was wow. well, you know, Lamar Hunt named it. Uh, it was Lamar Hunt came up with the name. Um, and it was just his, his, he had just bought for one of his kids. In fact, I think it was Clark Hunt who now runs owns the Kansas City Chiefs. He bought for his uh, he bought for uh, one of his children uh, a Super Ball. You know, remember those things that you used to bounce them off the wall yeah, and oh, bounce yeah. all over the place. Sure, they, they, they had just he, he had just bought for one of his kids a Super Ball, uh, and so <laughs> that was kind of in his mind. And so all of the uh, all of the. Big and you know NFL and AFL muckamuckas are sitting around trying to figure what well, what could we call this game? I mean, we could call it the championship game, but couldn't we come up with something a little sexier than that? And Lamar Hunt said, "Well, I just I just bought my son a Super Bowl. That's that's not bad. You know, so what do you think, Super Bowl, Super Ball?" <laughs> and they all kind of said, "Yeah, that's not too bad." So that I mean, that wow. is literally how they came up with it. That's uh, amazing. And, and initially, initially, it didn't have much traction, but uh, you know, over time. Then they, you know, Super Bowl five, they slapped the Roman numeral on it, and then, and then, you know, and, and now it's it's part of a, it's part of Americana. Yeah, it sure is. Ray, one more on the on the deep past because I find this to be such a fascinating part of Super Bowl history, and then we'll fast forward to the present day. Can you tell the audience the story of the re-kick in Super Bowl <laughs> one? Is it one or two in Lombardi? And that can one. you tell that story? One. One. I mean, Super this Bowl is one. something that would just never happen today. So explain to the audience what happened in the first Super Bowl. Well, first Super Bowl, um, I, we actually did, when I was at NFL Films, when I was working at NFL Films, one of the shows I worked on was a one-hour special for HBO about the first Super Bowl, doing all, putting, getting all of these little stories that went into the, the playing of this first Super Bowl. Uh, and some of them were just hilarious. I mean, some of the interviews were just great. But one of the things about the first Super Bowl 
was when Pete Rozelle, to bring the two leagues together, they really were two different leagues, uh, to bring them together to play this game, um, each one had its own network. Um, the, all the NFL games were televised on CBS, and all of the uh, AFL games were televised on NBC. So Pete Rozelle, trying to be the master diplomat, didn't want to take the game away from he, – he wanted to maintain the integrity of the two leagues and that they each had their own network representation. So he said, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll let both of your networks televise this game. So it was on two different channels running at the same time, uh, and which became fairly cumbersome because you had two different crews, two different sets of commercial breaks, going away at different times, coming back at different times. You can imagine how complicated it became. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that happened was coming back for the second half kickoff, um, the one team, one network was late coming out of the break. I was CBS was late coming out of the break. Uh, and so they, they gave the all clear, okay, we're ready. They, they kick it off, and CBS wasn't back yet. Um, and the ball's caught and returned. And now they're frantically at CBS. They're saying, wait a minute, we're not back yet. We're not back yet. We're not back yet. We're missing the play. So... <laughs> they tell Pat Summerall, who's their sideline reporter, they say, listen, we're going to have to do it over again. Um, we, ne- we need you to go over and tell Lombardi that uh, he needs to re-kick. Uh, and, <laughs> and Pat Summerall said, I am not going to Vince Lombardi and telling him he has to re-kick. Well, those <laughs> guys, did. those, uh, those and players. That was, and that was how it happened. So they actually had to re-kick the second half kickoff because one of the two networks had not come back from commercial break. That's so unbelievable. Those players don't take that kindly. Can you like, imagine if a dude got hurt in the second one? Yeah. Or if the ball got returned for a touchdown. That's tragedy. What Lombardi would that it's an amazing part of, of sports history that, that a re-kick happened because the network Incredible. missed it. All right, Ray, let's fast forward right to Sunday. Um, let's just start with your pick. Kansas City and San Francisco, who are you picking? I'm picking Kansas City. Uh, I'm picking Kansas City just on the basis, well, a couple of things, but on the basis of they're just playing better football right now. You know, I mean, if, if you look back, I think the Chiefs are favored. I'm, I'm, I think the 49ers are favored on the basis of their regular season performance. I mean, the, the two regular seasons, there's no question. No question the 49ers had the better regular season. I mean, they were really good. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs lost five out of eight at one point and mm-hmm. were in, in, some, in some danger of not even making the playoffs. But once they got into the postseason, you know, what we've seen here in the postseason, when we've, seen, we've seen the 49ers in two home games struggle to get by Green Bay and Detroit. And you've seen the Chiefs win that 30-degree below zero game uh, against Miami and then go on the road as an underdog and win in Buffalo and win in Baltimore. And the, the, the fact is the Chiefs right now are playing their best football. Yeah. And, uh, and I just got to go with them. And I, I also got to go with, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I mean, his, his career in big games in this game, um, just remarkable. I mean, if you look at – I did a breakdown. If you just looked at his postseasons, okay, he's 14-3 and three in the postseason. He's completed 68% of his passes, 4,800 yards, 39 touchdowns, seven interceptions. And this is not – and this, again, now these are just postseason games, right? So he's not playing the bottom feeders. You know, there's no easy games in there. These are all postseason games. And he's been that good. Um, and then the other thing was, just this week I started thinking about this. I thought, you know, how many times – they're playing in a dome here, okay. How many times has Patrick Mahomes played in a dome? I mean, he plays in the AFC West where most of the games are outdoors. I bet he hasn't played in the dome that much. I wonder how he's played. And so I went back, I looked it up. <laughs> we want to know Patrick Mahomes' numbers playing in a dome. Hmm. He's 13-1, and one, 
And his touchdown-to-interception ratio is 33-3. to Wow. Playing, playing, yeah, in a dome. playing but in a that's dome. That's ridiculous. He's amazing. He's ama- but but Ray, <laughs> that's crazy. But but, but Josh that, picking that the Chiefs, But that Chiefs defense <laughs> that has been so nickel and dime heavy during this playoff run, how do they hold up against the 49ers rushing attack that's going to come at them out of 21 and 22 and 23 personnel, heavy personnel groupings? They will. I mean, they will, and that's what makes this game fascinating to me. Um, but one of the reasons I like the Chiefs is I, I think this is a very balanced team. Um, they, run, they can run the ball very well. Um, I mean, Andy's actually become, and Andy's become kind of a running coach. You know, he's, re, he's really found something with this kid Pacheco, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's given more balance to the offense. So they can actually be pretty effective running the football, and obviously you have Mahomes who gives you that other dimension. That's, that's a given. But defensively, they have been very good all year. And Spagnuolo has done just a magnificent job. I mean, I, I don't think Steve has gotten nearly enough credit for what he's done with his defense. And I, I think the matchup of his defense, everything you say about the heavy personnel and their ability to run the ball is true. There's no question about that. But the other part of it is, how are the 49ers going to fare throwing the ball? And if you look at Purdy, and I, and I don't mean this to come off as criticism of Purdy, because I, I like him and I, I admire what he's accomplished coming from where he came from. But if you look at the splits on his performance versus you know, throwing against zone defenses versus throwing against man defenses, it's starkly different. When he's, when he's going against zone defenses, he is really good. It plays to all of his strengths, his intelligence, his decision-making, finding the space and, and being real accurate in the intermediate ball. If he's mm-hmm. going up against zone defenses, he just, he just cuts them to pieces. And that's part of the reason why he completed 70% of his passes this year. Mm-hmm. But when he goes up against teams that are predominantly man-to-man teams and teams that blitz and bring pressure, his numbers drop way down. And that's what Steve does, and that's what, he's gonna, that's what Steve's going to do this week. He's going to bring a lot of pressure. He's going to play his two corners. He's going to mm-hmm. play Sneed. Uh, and McDuffie on an island. He's going to match. I'm sure he's going to match Snead up with Ayuk. He's probably going to match McDuffie up with Samuel, uh, and then he's just going to go after the quarterback. And that's that I, works both think, ways, though. That means that you know the the 49ers have time to prepare a plan. And against man coverage, beating man coverage when you've got stud tight end and stud running back to run those those options and stud wide receiver who could also run out of the slot and Debo Mm -hmm. guys who win one-on-one always beats man and also the uh prying guys open with crossing routes like you've seen Kyle Shanahan do repeatedly in the west coast offense can really help against man coverage as well Yep, absolutely. And, you know, I've been, in looking at this game now, and I've been looking at it for two weeks, I've, co- I've considered all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, look, I think, that, you know, I think this is going to be a real back-and-forth kind of game. I think Me both too. teams are going to have their moments. I think both teams are going to make a lot of plays. Um, I think that it's, I think it's from, a, from an X's and O's standpoint, it's, it's really, it really is a fascinating game. It's, it's a um, good matchup, yeah. yeah. It really yeah, is. It, it, it really is. But, I, I mean, when I, look at, when, I, when I just see the things that Mahomes is doing, uh, and the way the way he and Kelsey are have really are really sinking up right now. I mean, in in the Baltimore game, and Baltimore's a really good team. Baltimore's a really good team. Uh, and you're on the road. You're playing them. Uh, you're an underdog. 
And Mahomes and Kelsey may have had their best game. I mean, Kelsey, 11 targets, 11 catches. I mean, they were, they were just peerless. So they're, in terms of their simpatico, in terms of their rhythm, they're right there. Uh, and if they're as good as I think they're going to be this week, I, I don't know if the 49ers are going to be able to beat them. And the 49ers' run defense was, was shown up in both the Packers game and the Lions game that you can run. You can run on the 49ers better than you would think. And I think that Andy, knowing he has a good, tough, hard-nosed running back, isn't going to be afraid to call running play. So, I mean, you could make a John. You can make a case for either team. You really yeah. can because yeah. they're that they're that good, which is which is what makes this fascinating. But if it comes right go down on. to it, and I got to make a pick, I got to go with Mahomes. All right, Ray Didinger with us here on WIP. Ray, let's get to the Eagles. I mean, it's sad we're talking all this Chiefs freaking Niners stuff when you know the Eagles have been home for a while. Um, Britton Covey, I thought, summed it up pretty good yesterday about some of the reasons why the Eagles have been home for a while. I want to play this audio for you and get your reaction, Ray. This, James, will be the first of the two pieces we have on Britton Covey. I definitely think we got emotionally tired from trying to figure out what the problem was. And we kept trying to pinpoint it at this and pinpoint it at this. And um, there was some miscommunication, I think, from coaches to players. There was some pointing fingers from player to player. And there was kind of letting you know, outside voices impact our love for the game and just the happiness that we had and all that combined to really just kind of make us spiral. Ray, there's so many different elements of that to react to, but how do you react to it? Um, yeah, that's pretty heavy, isn't it? Um, and, and I think it's, um, you know, I, I, think it's an honest, I think it's an honest assessment because when we watched what happened with the Eagles over that stretch of seven games down the stretch, um, I think we all sensed there was something like that going on internally. You know, didn't we all? I mean, oh, just 100%. watching this. Yeah, no I question. mean, you're, you're watching these. You're watching the games, and you're thinking, you know, okay, there, there's something going on here. I mean, there's 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 something internal. There's something within the team that's not just not right. They're better than this. And then what really was shocking to me, and remains shocking to me now, is the fact that the last three games they didn't even compete. You know, it's not it's not just that they lost. I mean, they just didn't play. They didn't show up in Tampa for a playoff game. So that's so when you when you when you see that, then you say, okay, there's there's something more than just the the talent here. There's something internally. So, okay, he said it, and I think he's right. And you know, I thought that heck, I think I even had this conversation with you guys was when they had the week of the big team meeting. Remember that the AJ Brown we're going to have a team yeah. meeting thing, and I and I and you asked me what I thought, and I said. It, to me, it's a, it's a bad sign because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people said, oh, that's okay. Now they're going to, you know, the coaches are going to leave the room. It's just going to be the players that are going to clear the air. And this is exactly what they need to kind of refocus, reset. And I said to you, no, it, no, it's not because I've, I've, been around, I've been around teams for 50 years all, in all sports. And I've done, the, I've done the team meeting thing before. I've seen it. It, like, never works. I mean, it, it, it always winds up with – to, to use his phrase, with finger pointing. Yeah. You know, I mean, nobody's it, – it's rare that, that it all comes back at, okay, yeah, it's me. Oh, yeah, okay, it's our unit. It's the defense. <laughs> no, you wind up – not you guys. You yeah. know, look what we're doing. And, and that's – and so you wind up with the meetings over, and the coach comes in and says, all right, we got everything cured. Oh, wait a minute. Things are worse. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of what happened. And then you saw what happened. I mean, the, the, what, what you saw in Tampa Bay was, was – um, I mean, there's no way a team – a defending conference champion goes into a playoff game 
and performs the way that team performed and not have major, no major question. issues internally. Ray, let me ask you yeah, this. Hold on. The, ahead, the thing that's crazy is, is when I've been on a team that had this team meeting without the coach and it actually worked, it's because we talked about pulling together. We, it, it had nothing to do with the coach. It talked about, we, we talked, we need to do this ourselves. You know, the coach, the coaching staff is not giving us what we need. Well, they may have done Let's that. Do, I, I agree yeah. with you, but that, that, but we brought that coach back, you know, like yeah. that's, that's again, but we, they we got rid of two others. Back to no, I hear you. I agree with yeah. you, but it, is it enough? Hey Ray, let me, let me ask you this. It, it's, it's not the main thing in the, in the Covey thing, but I'm curious, you know, with, with punt returner guy who was good punt returner guy. But punt returner guy making these comments, do you think Howie Roseman or Nick Sirianni calls him up and says, hey, Britton, with all due respect, even though you're right, enough? Like, enough of the punt returner commenting for the team? Enough? Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I I don't, know, that, I don't, I don't know that that conversation took place, uh, but um, it would not surprise me. I would, I, let's put it this way. If they, whether they said it to him or not, they, they, they all thought it, okay? You know, the kind of statements he made are, you know, I mean, there's no other way. They're provocative, yeah. you know, uh, which doesn't make them incorrect, but they're certainly the kind of things that, in light of the way the season ended and the way the fans are feeling about you right now, this is not helpful, okay? And no if, it's going to come, if it's going to come from anybody, um, okay, if it's Jason Kelsey, uh, okay. If it's Fletcher Cox, okay, because you kind of earned that. But you know we don't need we don't need the punt returner uh, hanging our dirty laundry uh, out in the middle of City Hall courtyard. Yeah, yeah. And but uh, but I look I give the kid credit because he answered the question honestly, and I think he answered it truthfully. But as how how did it play within the building? Probably not well. Yeah, Ray. Final thing here, uh, and again Ray Dininger with us, and we'll get right back to the calls. Um, Ray, I feel really confident. Even if the Chiefs win, you're not going to put Andy Reid above Bill Belichick or. Vince Lombardi historically um, but I am curious if they win um, I'm going to give you five names one of them's not Paul Brown most of our audience obviously not familiar enough with Paul Brown but I want to give you five names the audience is very familiar with and I'm just curious where you think Reed ranks amongst these five Andy Reed Don Shula Tom Landry Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs if Reed gets Super Bowl five, Reed, Shula, Landry, Walsh, Gibbs, where does Andy come in amongst those five? If he, if he, you're talking about if he, uh, if he wins this Sunday, right? If he wins this Sunday. Is he above Shula? Is he above Landry? Is he above Walsh? Is he above Gibbs? Uh, he's. I, I, I would. I would put him above Landry. Uh, if he wins this one, he would tie Gibbs, right? Gibbs won three. That's correct. Okay. Uh, Gibbs won three in less time, for what it's worth. Right, and Gibbs won three with three different quarterbacks. That's right. Which is, I mean, that's that always has to be mentioned. I mean, that's to win three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks, um, and and none of them superstars, by the way. You know, I mean, you're talking about Theismann, Williams, and Rippon. That's right. I mean, he didn't he didn't win with anybody. It was was Mahomes. So I mean, what Gibbs did that was pure coaching. So I mean, that's that's really good. But yeah, Shula won two. Where would I put him? Well, you, you got to go with Belichick for now. Um, don't forget, don't forget Chuck Knoll either. Yep. 
You know, I mean, we're not, you know, I mean, he was 4-0 in those games. Uh, I would probably put him, I, I would put him behind Belichick. I would, probably, I would put him behind Walsh. Um, because, and I think Andy would even put himself behind Walsh. How about, Andy, how about him. Andy or Shula? I mean, you, you kind of got to give it to Andy, you know? Wow. Well, that's kinda, big, John. You kind of, you kind of. Don listen, Shula, and, Andy Reid. Ray Dittinger goes, I, Andy Reid. I, wow. Listen, I, and I'm and, and I and I knew Don. Uh, we were good friends. We collaborated on a book together. I have the utmost respect for him. Uh, he has the most wins. He's the only coach with a perfect season. Uh, uh, it's, it's I mean all of that. Uh, but Andy Reid with you know three Super Bowls. Don won two. Um, and the just and, you know he's the only coach in the history of the NFL to win a hundred games with two different teams. Um, yeah. That's kind of a unique distinction. Uh, and the era in which he's coaching, the demands that are on the coaches now uh, is such, and with the player movement, how hard it is to keep a team together. I mean, you look at the and, – and, boy, I don't want this to come off as criticism of the Dolphins because I love that Dolphins team, and they were great. I mean, what they did – I mean, 17-0, and 0, I mean, my God. But it was much easier in the 70s before free agency. Sure. If you look at those – you look at the Dolphin team of the 70s, it was one team. I mean, he, he, that, that was one team that he kept for a decade. And he won a lot of games with them, and he coached the heck out of them. He did a great job. But you know how much harder it is now with the way players move and the way teams move and the way all that stuff happens? There's so many more moving parts. It's, you almost have to rebuild and, re, and remake your team year to year, whereas Shula built one team and wrote it for a decade. So for all of those reasons, and boy, I don't want this to come off as me putting Shula down because I think he's an all-time, all-timer. But if you're asking me to evaluate them and put them kind of on a ranking, if Andy wins on Sunday, I would probably put him ahead of Don. Fascinating. Hey, Ray, enjoy the game. And uh, thank you so much for being a big part of the show today, my man. Thanks, Ray. Always a pleasure to be with you guys. See you now. Awesome. Bye-bye. Thanks, Ray. All right, the Diddy. All right, coming up in one minute, back to the calls. Plus, we're going to do some prop bets surrounding Super Bowl 58. Prop bets and calls up ahead in one minute's time. Hey, it's been a wild time lately to be a Philly sports fan. We all obviously are clamoring for a winner. Now, we that enthusiasm for a winner that we thought maybe we'd be getting on Sunday. Two months ago we thought we'd be getting on Sunday. Well, we ain't getting that. But I'll tell you where you can find a winner, and that's with the wonderful people and the experts at MHS Lift. You'll get winning. You will get winning from the remarkable people at MHS Lift because Andy and Brett Levin, they run a winning operation in every way possible. MHS Lift, a team of winners who continues to rack up awards. How they do it is quite simple. They work hard. They've got core values to work together as a team for what's right for you, the customer, Plus, MHS Lift is the company you should trust when it comes to forklifts, material handling equipment, warehouse automation, or warehouse efficiency assessments. And if your equipment needs repairs or maintenance, MHS Lift offers sleep well service. You can sleep well knowing your repairs are being done right and being done right on time. MHS Lift has been in business for over 53 years. They do it right the first time, every time. Call them today at 888-MHS-LIFT. That's 888-MHS-LIFT. You can also get yourself to their website, mhslift.com. Go to mhslift.com. Let's go to LeVar, calling from Southwest Philly. Hi, LeVar. What's going on, fellas? Hi, LeVar. All right. First, let me just give out a shout to Mr. Joe Cameron. We go way back. James goes back. We do, my man. I had, I had three interviews. I know, I'm know. i pretty sure I told this story. I had three interviews in my life. Well, I had a lot of interviews, actually. I've been in a lot of players and stuff like that. But as far as in the media world, Joe DeCameron's paper that I wrote when I went to Temple a couple years ago, I believe got me the internship into uh, Merrill Research uh, Station 
in Bucks County, which Good. I just found out you had a connection to. That's where I, I started. That. That's right. Yes. Was very nervous when I did that interview with you. I don't know if you knew that. I was just as nervous when Mara Reese walked through that door when I was in the booth. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, LeVar, I'm happy for your success, and I appreciate yes. your kind words. I really do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Eagles, um, wow. What a roller coaster. But we were on that roller. You know how the roller coaster goes up, but it seems like it was going down for a long time. The scary part is usually when you go up the roller coaster, but for the Eagles, it was going down. I didn't know when it was going to end. I'm actually glad that the season is over. Very disappointed. I like when the roller coaster goes down, though, LeVar. Like, like that's my favorite part, the yeah, drop. But, <laughs> but not in football terms. Yeah, not in football. You don't, I don't want, I don't want that drop you, you know, with you, our Eagles. LeVar, you know what's really scary about the going down football analogy? They mm-hmm. won 11 games this season. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. they, could win, they could win seven next year if they don't get their act together. They could win six. I mean, it actually yeah. incredibly could get a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, we could. Yeah. I'm, I'm really surprised. At, <laughs> I'm, it's a couple of things I'm looking at. I'm looking at the way Jalen Hurts. Uh, I'm glad he's all smiled <clears throat> in the Pro Bowl. I'm looking at the body language at A.J. Brown in these interviews. There's just a lot of things I'm looking at that is kind of discouraging. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't. I'm looking at this Brazil trip and trying to think, do I want to take this trip <laughs> next mm. year? I mean, this year to go see them. Uh, in Brazil, but um, I don't know if how he's got his job. He's got his work cut out for him. He's got his work cut out for him, and uh, and he's got a Super Bowl. So I'm a roll with I'm a roll with Howie for a couple more years. I mean, he's got he's got the lead way. So oh I'm yeah, it's his, it's his gig. It's his gig still moving forward. Yeah, so we got to correct that defense, man. We got to correct that defense. Um, I do have uh, I do have uh, answer for the movies, and I got to leave you guys with a question that's off the topic of the Eagles. It's Hall of Fame. Well, give me, give me the movie first and then the, the question. This is, it was very difficult because I'm a movie kind of sore. And also, I need you to go against Ray Diddinger against the hammer because he will destroy you. I'll just let you know. Ray, Ray going to get you. Ray will get you. Let me explain something. Let me explain oh, something okay. to you. Go on. Ray will get you. Let me explain something to you. When Apollo Creed and Rocky won, all right, like Joe Frazier was stepping in the ring to congratulate Apollo on his greatness. He wasn't stepping in to actually fight him. You the so you're saying Ray is you is just going to congratulate you on your. I'm greatness. saying Ray's yeah. Joe Frazier in this analogy, and I'm yeah, we got Reed. it. We got it. Okay. All right. All right. My movie. This is very it's a weird analogy. One's real and one's fake. Very strange. Yeah, I don't understand that one. One's real, one's fake. I don't understand it either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give me give me your answer. What is it? Oh, this is very difficult. Very difficult. I'm going to go with Catch Me If You Can, Leonardo DiCaprio. It's the number two. Not a bad answer. Ooh, is he the two over yeah, Hanks? I, I feel, feel like Hanks is the two in that. I think yeah. he's the one in that. Agreed. I yeah. don't. Really, like, I think they're pretty The movie's uh, about Leo's man, character. I, I watched it yeah, maybe like, th- I watched it like three months ago. It, right. it, it, Leo is the one. Hey, LaVar, did you say you have another question on the Eagles? Wait, wait, wait. Is this, so is Leo the one? Can I change Well, we, we're not sure. No, you can't switch. Your answer is <laughs> your answer. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay. Um, yes. I'm really a – I don't – I'm – I don't understand how Antonio Gates didn't make the, make the Hall of Fame. Which player? Try, uh, Antonio Gates got lost, left off the list, but Andre Johnson made it. I'm trying to understand. I think Antonio Gates should make it. I didn't even know he wasn't in there. I would assume he'll make it at some point. Look, not everyone makes it right away. Brian Dawkins didn't make it in his first go-around. 
I, I, I thought watching Antonio Gates, he was a. Oh, Hall my player. gosh. The numbers yeah. were unbelievable. Yeah. He was one of the first who was a non football player who actually came in and, and played football, became a tight end. He was a. a it was basketball the Tony guy. Gonzalez model. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, I got his time. All right, so let's do Certainly. some Super Bowl prop bets and other things related to betting the Super Bowl. Now, first of all, I need to find a way to get the four of you broken up. We need to create who gets the first pick here. James, I have a number written down. It's either one, two, three, or four. Which number do you? We're then going to go uh, clockwise. James, you follow John. We're going clockwise, but I need you to pick a number, James. Four. One, two, three. You got it right. Wow. So James gets the first pick, then Rhea, then Devin, then John. But this is a snake draft. John will get the first pick in the second round. Here's the game. Low score wins, and it is... Super Bowl MVP odds. No looking, no cheating. I have in front of me the top 18 players for the Super Bowl MVP odds. Now, here's the deal. Um, number one's easy, James, but you're going to have a hard time on the, on the bounce back. All right, James, the first pick is yours. Who are you taking for the best odds to win Super Bowl MVP? Patrick Mahomes. That is correct. All right, so James has a score of one, and again, low score wins. Rhea, you are next. Who do you have for... Obviously, you're trying to get second place for Super Bowl MVP. Kelsey. Kelsey is fourth. Mm. All right. Devin, who do you have third? Or, or so, yeah, am I doing the, you the want to try second? To, you want to try to get that next highest, which Brock would be Purdy. second. Brock Purdy is correct. Brock Purdy. So, Devin has two points, Rhea four, James one. John, you get the fourth pick and the fifth pick. Go ahead. Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey is three. So, you guys have gotten one, two, three, and four. James, you get, excuse me, John, you get the next pick. Uh, we got both quarterbacks taken. I'll tell you who's been taken. Mahomes, Purdy, McCaffrey, and Kelsey. John, you get the next pick. I guess I'll take Kittle. Kittle is nine. That does not help John. So John finishes with a total of 12. James, you're up next. Oh, it's a snake. It goes back the other way, right? Oh, I'm does sorry. My fault. My fault. Yeah. Correct. I did I'm going to be in trouble at the end. Devin, though. you're up next. Debo Samuel. Debo is five. That's who I would have taken. Devin is in pretty good shape here. She has a total of seven. Rhea, your next pick. Pacheco. Pacheco is Pacheco, next on sorry. the list. He is six. So I can't even win. I didn't even have a chance to win. <laughs> so, James. Um, it doesn't matter what I pick. That's right. Devin has won. James, Ooh, I, would, I guess. About it? Yeah, I would have taken Debo there. Ayuk, I, 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 I guess. Don't tell me who you would have taken. Tell I'll me go, who I'll go, pick I'll go, I, No, I'm I just saying. Who would have taken Debo? I'll go Ayuk next. Ayuk is, uh, is seven. James, you lost by one. Yeah. So I, you and, I, so you I and got De the highest possible answer I could have gotten both times. I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so Devin with seven, James with eight, uh, Rhea with ten, and, and John. John got John got hurt there with the Kittle pick. All right, so here's, here's the, the rankings. Mahomes, Purdy, McCaffrey, Kelsey, Debo, P Pacheco, Ayuk, Rasheed Rice, George Kittle, Nick Bosa. Oh, wow. All right, a couple other Super Bowl odds uh, as it relates to the game. All right, over or under National Anthem. We got that Reba McIntyre. Rhea, over or under 90.5 seconds. For what it's worth, this is the lowest it's ever been, the over-under. Wow. Oh, I am – she's going to go over. 
Uh, all right, 90 seconds. We'll keep our eye on that. All right, um, Devin. Have 90 so- seconds is super so short. So fast. That is, that is, is super like, short. Like, it's always been, like. I don't like, know how I you think, could do that. I think the I, shortest one ever like, is, like, 96 seconds or 98 seconds. No one's ever gone under 90 And she's seconds. a showman. She's going to, you know, stretch a couple of those things out. All right, Devin, first song. But what perf- I will say is that is based on practices. Like, they know, oh, she'll be, yeah, she, they, they know, like, when they set that line, they have a general idea of where she's going to be at. All right, Devin, first song performed by Usher. Let's see if you know Usher. Yeah. Correct. Well done by you. All right, now this is <laughs> this is most famous song. Uh, and by the way, number of songs, I think this is too high. Number of songs by Usher, eight and a half. No. That's a lot, right? That's a lot. You only got a couple minutes. Now, granted, it's you like can do three or four. Well, songs. you can weave them oh, in. Yeah, medleys. Medley. Oh, medley. Yeah, medley. Okay, gotcha. But it's still no. a lot. Don't you How hate medleys, though? Is it no, because no. if, you, if you're good enough artist, give, give me a lot medleys. of the great stuff. No, you know I, I want to hear them? the great songs. Cause, yeah, because I hear them. Song. That's, that's great. That's, it's fine if they're combined. Love All right, let's see where people come in on this one. I have in front of me the top ten people most likely to at some point be part of the Usher halftime show, as they call it, on stage with a microphone in hand. Hmm. All right, let's get our so do- our pop culture thinking caps on. Okay. Just start naming names. Pitbull. Lil John. Lil Pitbull John. is Ludacris. a yes. Lil John, for sure. Lil John is third, James. Pitbull is like six or seven. Ludacris. Ludacris is second. Oh. You guys are doing well in this. Wow. You guys are nailing Ludacris this. is going to win. That, that's going to. All right. Ludacris is two. Lil John is three. I mean, Pit- I'm shocked Lil John isn't one. I mean, he's the guy going, yeah, in the song. Okay. All right. Can I throw in a crazy one? Let's go. Taylor Swift. Of course. <laughs> Taylor Swift is nine. No, seriously. You're doing well. She comes out of her booth and she, I mean. Wow. Wait, so we haven't guessed the, the first? Brandy? We have not guessed. Who? Brandy? No. Hmm. Oh, yeah. We got to get some. I will give you a hint. She performed at one of the Eagles Super Bowls. Mary J. Blige? No. Oh, Janet. No. Uh, no. Hmm. Beyonce? I believe in Super Bowl 39, she did either the national anthem or the halftime. Jennifer Lopez? I think well, it was McCart- Paul McCartney. McCartney was a halftime, yeah. Yep, so it's the person that did the national anthem in, thir- in Super Bowl 39. Hmm. John, you were on the field. Yeah, John. Come on, man. Well, together. So we weren't on. I, I don't know. Well, you, were, a, you were injured. All right. You're injured. That, the one you're in like Jacksonville? Embiid. Alicia, yeah. Alicia Keys. I should know that I was there. <laughs> Alicia Keys. Does that ring a bell? Alicia Keys? Yeah, it does now that you say it. Yeah. All right. Let's do one or two more here. It um, does not at all. <laughs> all you right. were busy. All right. How many times will Taylor Swift be shown live in tel- on television Ooh. during the game? During the game. Kickoff to final buzzer. Over under five and a half. We going over oh, under. Over, definitely. Under. John, Ooh, break the I like tie. That. I was thinking five. Okay, well, that's uh, under. That's, yeah, that's under. I'm going to have to go. Man. All right, how long after kickoff, meaning game minutes, how long after kickoff will Taylor Swift be shown? Does it give you any indication? Seven and a half minutes. Okay. It's all about whether Kelsey catches the pass. Yeah, I was going to say yep. it's, it's what it's about. Yeah, like if gonna... the Niners get the ball, you could be in trouble. You it know? hurts. Correct. It hurts. It does indeed. All right, so keep your eye on. These and, are fun. You want to bet I on know. Any I, I, I like you going to bet on any of them? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what, we'll see what kind of mood I'm, I'm, so I'm going to do thought, at least one crazy bet. I thought bet. they took away the Taylor Swift one because that's too, like, the producer can control it. Well, they so, can like, control, they can kind well, of rig the, it. The artist, the yeah. national anthem. Well, the announcers can control point, stuff, too. But I know I saw a lot of places where we're, like, pulling the Taylor Swift props. Look, let me just put it this way. If I'm singing the national anthem, I'm like Reese Hoskins going around the bases against the Mets. I'm going slow, yep. and I'm having all my friends <laughs> bet hundreds of thousands of dollars, yes. and we're all going to be millionaires. 
right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.